Hey guys, Sean here and welcome to another episode of the Coach Sean Fitness Podcast. In today's episode, I've talked about this before. I talked about how I had a gap in doing these podcasts for a week or two. I just watched the last two episodes of The Last Dance. I'm like, if I do a podcast now, all I'm going to want to talk about is The Last Dance. For those of you that don't know, you should know. The Last Dance uh, was a documentary on Netflix. It was chronicling the, the Bulls, the Michael Jordan era of the Bulls. So The Last Dance refers to the last season of that team, that that dynasty, the 97-98 season as they went towards a second three-peat or sixth championship in eight seasons. And throughout telling that story of the final season, they bring you through the, the story arc of Michael Jordan starting, how he got to the Bulls, how Scottie Pippen got to the Bulls, how the, the head coach uh, got to the Bulls. And it tells this entire story as it culminates in look if you're listening to this episode of the podcast i'm just gonna let you know right now if you want to watch the last dance without any spoilers stop listening right now just hit the stop button move on because in this episode we're going to be talking about spoilers as i talk about my 10 takeaways my 10 lessons that you could learn that you could apply to yourself in the last dance take a little bit away from um what this step what this podcast is usually about fitness um and all that but at the same time i feel like you can apply some of these principles to your own fitness training so deviating a little bit away hopefully you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast um i'm hoping it is just a 15 20 minute episode max like i have been doing the last couple of weeks but i can't say for sure obviously you guys know looking at it right now and, and in terms of the timestamps of the episode so as I'm as I have the ten facts in front of me, I have nothing else except the ten things I've taken away from it. It could take me just ten minutes, and I get through them. I could be waffling here for an hour. I'm gonna try not to do that. I'm waffling a little bit right now. So without further ado, we're getting into today's 10, 10 lessons from the last dance. Okay, straight into it. 10 lessons I have learned from the Last Dance documentary. Number one is hard work beats natural talent. Um, we go right back to the first episode with Michael Jordan growing up in, in North Carolina and his brother was a better basketball player. He the brother, the brother had more talent than he did and a lot of us knew the story. Laney High School, his first year, uh, not his first year, but trying to get into the basketball team, got cut, didn't get in and he worked harder and harder at it. So then when he gets accepted into college, North Carolina, his first season, they, they interviewed James Worthy and James Worthy was like, I was the best player on the team for about two weeks and Michael Jordan kept putting in all the work and it basically alluding that that Michael Jordan became the best player for North Carolina the college basketball team and the funny thing about that is James Worthy was actually the I think he was the number one overall pick in the 1982 draft Michael Jordan wasn't until the 1984 draft where he was the third overall pick but it basically shows that hard work got him he had to keep working hard in this game and his first year in college he had an up and down season they talk about it and that's the great thing about this documentary it wasn't just oh Michael Jordan came in and he was great and that was it they talked about how he had an up and down season it wasn't until he took that final shot against Georgetown that won him the state championship that he was able to elevate his game and he didn't rest on his laurels there he could have easily rested on his laurels and be like here's a new kid in college he's after taking this shot his whole camp is gonna love him I mean like that could get your head pretty quickly but no he took that and he was like right I'm going to grab it by the scruff of the neck and let's keep going let's keep pushing further and see how high he can take it and then when he got to the Chicago Bulls when he was drafted got in there rookie 
took the team by the scruff and that goes like I'm going to be the guy and I think that, that first episode he like pretty much targeted the best player on the team was like that's the guy for me to be he wasn't the best player there might be other players that had more talent on him who knows but he kept working hard kept working hard and over time he became in my estimation the, the greatest basketball player of all time point number two second point be in the moment so he was always about that game at that time he played each and every game which probably doesn't seem like a big deal now but we look at the games today players take different games and off and stuff like that whereas Michael Jordan was all about that game being in that moment and he was asked before how do you how do you not get nervous about taking the last shot in the game knowing the whole game's on the line whether he takes that shot or misses it and Michael Jordan's uh, response to it was like, how could I be nervous about something that hasn't happened yet? So it's being in the moment and just making the most of that rather than worrying about what might happen or what might not happen. So being the moment, point number two, onto point number three. Jeez, I'm getting through these kind of fast. So maybe it won't be a, a half hour, 45 minute episode. Maybe we might get through these nice and fast and hopefully you guys take something from it. But number three is team mentality. It's not just all about you. And just before I talk about specifically the last dance, this reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger did the forward to Tim Ferriss' Tools of Titans book that I talked about in a couple podcasts ago. And he talks, he, he in the forward, he talks about he's not a self-made man. Um, and then he got a lot of help. So like people ask him like, what's, like what helped you get to where you are, the pinnacles of success that, that you're at right now? And he's like, I'm not a self-made man. And you're like, hang on bodybuilding is a, is a, a competition that's you know it's it's all about yourself um acting is you know it's all about yourself he's like no i had help to get there i stood in the shoulders of giants to get to where i am right now and it's acknowledging that you need help uh to, you need a big foundation whereas parents and coaches or different kind of teachers there were probably different people that helped him out in the gym to get to where he was taught him a thing or two about a thing or two help you know, like, you know, he may have had a vision to get there, but he needed other people to help create that vision to, to, to get where he needed to be. And people took him under his wing when he came to America to help build up his, his bodybuilding career and the exact same thing in Hollywood. And he probably had help getting to, into politics and being elected to governor of California. He didn't do all that by himself. Whereas from a distance, you're like, he has to be a self-made man because he did it himself where he's acknowledging other people helped him. And uh, it's the same with Michael Jordan. His first few years, he was getting scoring titles. He was like the number one guy. But the criticism of it, of him at the time was, and that's why I love this documentary, was it, it goes into how people were feeling at that time as opposed to just looking at rose tinted glasses was Michael Jordan could never win the big one because he was too self-centered on him taking the shots, him taking over the game and he didn't trust his teammates with the ball. If they're going to win, it had to be him. Now, when it came to crunch time, it was nine times out of 10, it was him that did it. But to get to that moment, he had to bring his teammates in more and, and, the, and one of the later episodes, I think it's episode three or four, possibly before he wins the first, the, before the, the, the Bulls, win the first one the 91 championship he talked about going against Detroit Pistons and they had the Jordan rules and the Jordan rules was no matter where Jordan was as soon as his feet leave the ground uh, before his feet leave the ground you have to hit him and hit him hard and just take him down and double team him do whatever it takes and Jordan realised and the team realised Phil Jackson that 
for Jordan to get for Jordan the Bulls to get to the next step he needed to bring his teammates in more and they needed to do that all season so in 91 season they'd lost to the Pistons two three times already in a row and they were not going to lose to them again they had to find a way to win and to do that Jordan brought his teammates in more throughout the season his teammates had better seasons than he ever had before as well as Michael himself having a great season with assists and everything else and when it got to that Pistons game they, they annihilate them four straight games so in, in basketball in the playoffs it's the best of seven series and each year the year before the game seven Scotty Pippen his, his probably his, his partner in crime so to speak that that number one number two guy on, on the team he had gotten injured and in game seven was all on Jordan and they lost but they came back team mentality wasn't just about him and true there they got to the the finals they finally beat the pistons despite jordan rules and then the dynasty began when they beat the la lakers in the finals it was a team mentality that got them to that point you're not ever going to be self-made no matter what your sport is you always have help whether it's you know even we think like golf for example golf they have golfing coaches to get there caddies they have a support network there to build them through there's no such thing as a self-made man and one a one-man show pretty much no matter who you are and what you do the point number four is set expectations high and the whole series starts with michael jordan's quote about wanting when he got to the chicago bulls franchise a young michael jordan's there and he's like he just wants to be respected. He wants the Chicago Bulls name to respect it like the Lakers, the Celtics, and the 76ers, who were the three big teams in the NBA. He wanted Chicago Bulls to be in that conversation when he was done. Fast forward to the end of season 10. I uh, Sorry, episode 10. I wish it was 10 seasons. Fast forward to episode 10, and it's that exact quote that finishes, clearly showing that the Chicago Bulls, the team in the 90s, probably arguably the greatest basketball team ever one of the biggest sports teams ever bigger than basketball that they got there because they kept they had that high expectation not only winning the championship but going down as one of all great team all uh, one of the all-time great teams so always set your expectations high because if you expect if you set your expectations low and you reach them meh so what but if you set them high and even if you come up short you're going to still achieve a lot more than low expectations so always go for it always try to aim for that brass ring and, and see how it, how, how it goes and speaking of that always going for expectations high my next point is venturing outside your comfort zone taking chances so Michael Michael was Jordan retired in 1993 season and he didn't have to retire like he could have retired and done absolutely nothing like he like he he had his money made he fulfilled his end of the bargain in terms of what Chicago would love out of him coming to 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 basketball coming to play for the Bulls they'd won three straight championships he was the main man he's on top of the world he had two Olympic gold medals at this stage the dream team and all the rest basketball was on a huge high he and then he had a, a, a terrible loss terrible tragedy with his with his father and he could have done he could have left sports could have done nothing about it whatsoever but then he decides to go play baseball and that is a huge risk to say to yourself i want to go play base, baseball i'm going to start off 
work my way up into the Chicago White Sox and build myself up from there, go on the road and put in the work first in, last out of the training and just keep going for that. When people were criticizing, going, what are you doing? Why, why are you trying to play baseball? You're, you're a basketball player. Why would you do that? And all the eyes on him and he still did that because that's what he wanted to do. He still got out of his comfort zone he wasn't content with being at the time the greatest basketball player like the, the conversations were happening there where he was the greatest basketball player of all time and he wasn't content with just that he wanted to venture outside his comfort zone and try new things and that's that's what you, you should do and that that goes hand in hand really with setting high expectations you can't set high expectations without getting out of your comfort zone you can't achieve much in your comfort zone because that's setting low expectations that's that's just if you if you're not setting high expectations you're setting low expectations to succeed whether it's just in the gym setting new PR goals or or whatever it is in sports or whatever it is in your career if you're just setting low low expectations you're in your comfort zone and you can't have growth in your comfort zone point number six which also kind of leads in a little bit of point number five I was talking about there is like everyone has opinion everyone is a critic so even obviously a lot of people were criticizing Jordan for for going into baseball um, but even apart from apart from that which you could argue that you're taking away your, your talent you're clearly really really good at this why would you that being basketball why would you try to be good at baseball when you're already the number one guy here and you, you, you've, you've done it like why do something else but throughout his career there was always critics you can't do this you can't do that you know you're never going to win the big one when they talked about him coming up short against uh, Detroit then after that then you're not going to be able to do three, three in a row and he did three in a row and then when he came back to basketball it's like it's too late all these stars have emerged the game has changed now and then when they, they lost to the Orlando Magic in, in the playoffs in 95 then they were like see you can't do it you cannot do it anymore and then Jordan just the very next day went right back to training and built towards 96 season and Chicago Bulls had the best season ever but during that they were like you can't do it and the final season is all about this team has gone one season too long. These are broken down. Scottie Pippen has gone off injured. Dennis Rodman's not what he, who he was anymore. And he was having up and down season. And uh, like the whole thing about him going to Las Vegas is nuts. It's just, it, it, it's insane. But were they able to be a cohesive unit? They weren't getting this, the 72 wins that they got in, in the 96 season, 98. And how are they going to adapt to that? And everyone's saying, this is it you know you're not going to get you're not even going to get to the final so everyone was a critic there and looking back at it now looking back at Michael Jordan now you're like of course he was going to win six how, how could you doubt Michael Jordan how could you doubt that Chicago Bulls team not to win the championship that year that's insane but everyone was a critic back then and that's me saying hindsight is 2020 maybe in 97 98 maybe I would have thought like that I don't know because I was like 10 but the point being is that everyone's going to criticize you. It, you got to get out of your comfort zone and do what you want to do. The next point is winning and losing is life's ultimate test of character. So what happens when you inevitably fail? Because if you're setting those high expectations, at some stage, you're not going to hit them. You're going to fail. You're going to lose at something life is going to get in the way there's going to be setbacks it's how do you react to setbacks and in his playing career he always had setbacks from the second season getting the injury 
how did he how did he come back from those setbacks well he had an all-time game against the, the Boston Celtics in the playoffs and he got his team to the playoffs that year near the end when he mostly season he was not there with the Detroit Pistons like I said already he kept losing them he lost two two or three times I think he lost I can't I, th- I know the shot in 89 to Chris Elo Craig Elo Elo anyway God get up all over the shop here and um, the shot in 89 when they beat Cleveland they lost to the Bulls or they lost to the Pistons the very next year they lost to the Pistons maybe the year before was it I'm mixing it up a little bit now but it was either two or three times they lost to the Pistons and then they finally beat him and that just shows that the character of Keith coming back and then when he came back against the after baseball they lost to the Orlando Magic and how did he respond to that well he spent the entire year that entire season training even when they filmed Space Jam he got all the best players in the country in there and there should have been a lot more footage than that but they had the Jordan Dome so like he'd do his his um, acting and stuff for Space Jam during the day and then like three hours that night he got he was going against the best players and learning from each one of them and just kept thinking about you know avenging that loss like he was just determined like I've never seen and then they came back had the 72 game season and then they played the Orlando Magic in the playoffs a replay in last year this is where Jordan fell this is where he faltered what will happen this time he sweeps them four straight games just annihilates the Magic and moves on towards the finals and that's a hell of an episode especially the, the, the finals against the um the, uh, against Seattle that year the, the, the Supersonics and everything else that goes into that, that I'm not, I'm not going to talk about here because I'm not going to do it justice so if you're listening and you, you don't know what I'm talking about you really do need to watch The Last Dance it's more than just a basketball documentary it's more than just a sports documentary it, it's it's just you have to watch it the next one is finding competitive edge and ways to motivate yourself there's a meme going around now it's like anything that happens you just see a picture of Jordan I took it personally so he always found a way to motivate himself in games where motivation was lacking like the middle of the season they, they, they talk about there's this big story arc where one of the players um, has a better game Jordan 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 doesn't have a great game at the end of it your man puts his arm around Jordan he goes a good game sarcastically and it ate Jordan alive and the next day they he um, they, they play each other again but they go back to the, I think it was in Washington the second game and Jordan just completely annihilates him like they just he just goes off on one and and the Bulls win very comfortably at uh, the very end of the story and about all, all the comeback stuff like that there was like did that really happen and then it turns out that Jordan just made it up made fabricated the entire story just to give him an edge to to, to play as hard as he played and that's the whole thing so like the 92 season where uh, Clyde Drexler was built as the next big thing you just see Jordan sitting back going I took it personally no offense to Drexler but I took it personally that people thought he was in my level and it's like this is like an elite basketball player who I think was on a dream team that year as well. It's like one of the best players in the world. And Jordan's like, to be told that someone's on his level, he's like, I took it personally. And then comes out that first game, hits 35 points in the first half with his six three points, the shrug game, they call it. And throughout the throughout the 10, 10 episodes, I'm about to say seasons again, throughout the 10 episodes, the whole thing is him sometimes have to construct different narratives in his mind that may or may not have been true 
just to keep pushing him. Even that Seattle Supersonics game, he was sitting there and, and the head coach, I read this afterwards, um, the head coach was told specifically, do not do anything to give Michael another edge. So he's walking by the restaurant and Jordan gives him a wave and the head coach, not wanting to give him an edge, not wanting to talk to him in case Jordan takes something, ignores him and just keeps walking on but by doing that he took an edge <laughs> Jordan got his edge right there he's like that disrespectful son of a you know what and he used that as motivation to to just excel so I'm not saying you have to be that insane but you have to find finding your why I suppose is what we're talking about there so I always say if, when you're in the gym and stuff you can't just go through the motions doing the exercise like well why are you doing this exercise what, why are you in the gym why are you in the gym in the first place what are you trying to achieve in the gym so if you don't have that why if you don't have that edge eventually there's going to come days where you don't really want to train you're like meh not today and you're able to live with that because you've no strong reason to get to the gym it comes back to new year's resolutions you see everyone in the gym the first two three weeks and why is that well they're off a week over christmas they may have felt they indulged a little bit too much and then they're like the first of january new year new me and that's their why well that doesn't last long because new year new me is not defining what you really want long term it's like oh i just want to change i want to go gym i want to lose weight and there's no actual value on that because what where's where's the little goals is going to keep you going back it's like where do you stop where's this it's not i just want to lose weight it's just yeah especially if you're doing weight training and stuff like that it might not work that way you might lose lose in terms of measurements might go down a bit in your favor but if you're just like i just want to lose weight it's hard to judge that and it's hard it's like what will one session do whereas if you got little goals like i want to be able to do my first full pull-up and that might be the difference from you going you know what, I'm going to go to the gym today because I'm very close to that pull-up. I want to do this, this, and this to work towards that first pull-up or that first push-up or whatever it is. That gets you there where it's just this bland goal. You're going to miss sessions here and there. So you got to find that edge. you got to find your why that keeps you going for your goals. The second last episode, the second last point in this is leadership. And there's this insane montage on, I think it's episode seven at the end of episode seven where they talk the whole thing is about how jordan motivated his teammates to, to, to keep with him and it goes back to that team mentality bring people up but he had very you might say questionable methods in doing that like he was very harsh on his teammates the reason he was harsh on his teammates is because he wanted to put them in that uncomfortable situation where you're going against a team in in a foreign city and you're getting abuse from the crowd and there's pressure on you and it's like how do you adapt to this pressure if you can't adapt to jordan screaming in your face how are you gonna adapt to twenty thousand people screaming in your face in the moment where it's all or nothing as opposed to just a training session and just jordan at you so he was very hard on you and he he sometimes played the bad guy to bring bring people up with him and i mean it worked because they got the six championships in eight seasons so you can't argue it that way and the way he, he points about it is like oh you might think i'm a tyrant or something like that but you never won anything but then he he also talks about leading by example so you see him do, they're doing a shuttle runs from one side of the court to the other and jordan's front and center he's he's ahead of the pack doing the runs and he talks about at one stage at the at the start of that montage he's like 
you guys, I never asked my teammates to do something that I didn't do. So he led by example. He may have been harsh on them, but he led by example. Anything he expected them to do, he would do himself. He wouldn't just sit back and take days off or take time off. He was there each and every game. He never took a game off. Like in his comeback, since he did his comeback, I don't think he took a single game off for those three plus seasons. So he was setting those expectations, those standards high, and he expected his teammates to follow as well. The last one, and I've touched on this as well with all my, my nine points, is you're going to fail. You are going to fail at some point in your life, in your career, in the gym. There's going to be a goal there, yet you, you might not reach it. It's how you react to that failing. And I've talked before in the podcast about my own failures doing, not in any way, by the way, comparing myself to Michael Jordan here, but my own failures in the marathon. Like, I, I finished the marathon, but... But, but the goal wasn't to finish the marathon it was to finish it under four hours and people like ah oh, well you know you finish it just be happy you finish it I'm like no I set those high ex- high expectations for myself and some people listen to go eh, four hours of four hour marathon might not be a big deal for some people is some people is but for me it was a big deal to do it once get it done under four hours never do it again and I failed I failed spectacularly bad and the second year I did it I failed again I got four hours and ten minutes and I was like you know I'm happy with that and then I was like I'm not happy with that. The goal was to do it on the four hours and that's what I want to do now. So that's how I reacted to failing. And there's certain things I've, I've, I've failed at that I just uh, unfortunately just quit on. But that's the one thing I'm proud of. Not the only thing, but one of the things I'm proud of that I kept going at it until I hit that goal. And it took me over three years to hit that goal in terms of the training before the first one until that, that final one over two years because three marathons technically happened in two years. Over two years to hit that goal of finally doing under a four-hour marathon. And then for some reason now I'm hosting a running podcast and got a running club with, with all sorts of things going on with that. Had you told me two and a half, three years ago that, that was going to happen, I'd be like, uh-uh, no way, this is a one and done. So... I've gone above and beyond in terms of how I reacted to that one but it's how you react to failure that keeps you going and with Michael Jordan going back to the Pistons once again that's how he reacted when he, the Jordan rules he kept failing and then he succeeded and there's no better way to sum this up I don't even have the quote in front of me but I probably know it off by heart so if I butcher one or two little bits on it don't hold me up his his famous quote on failing is I fail. I've I've missed over 9,000 shots. I've, 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 oh yeah. I've missed over 9,000 shots. I've lost over 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted with the game winning ball and I've missed. I have failed over and over again. And that is why I succeed. So there are my 10 points on my 10 lessons learned from The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, the Chicago Bulls documentary. I keep saying Michael Jordan documentary says Chicago Bulls, but he's definitely the main focal point in that. It's not, some people have said it just glorifies Michael Jordan, but it does show, I think it's balanced enough. It does so, show some harsh things, doesn't put them in the best light in the world, but it, the footage alone makes it worth it for over those 10 episodes. It's unbelievable. And the stories, like Dennis Rodman's story is just wow. Like being a little bit ignorant, I suppose, I didn't understand Dennis Rodman because he's just so you know flamboyant and, you know he's wearing wedding dresses and stuff like that and his mad hair and stuff and the mad earrings and he's going to you know North Korea with Kim Jong-un and I'm like you know what, what what's going on with this guy what is the deal and then when you, you hear his story it's just it, to me it was very powerful it was like wow 
okay that that's you do you whatever you is that that's pretty cool and hear about Scottie Pippen's story and hear about Phil Jackson and, and, and Steve Kerr as well who went on to do great things coaching the Golden State Warriors still the coach of the Golden State Warriors but hearing his story with his dad not and, and everything else there and the connection with Jordan's dad is just it was a hell of a documentary. It's a lot more than basketball. So if you're listening to this for the past 30 minutes or so, thinking, Sean, it's a basketball documentary. No, no, no. It is much more than just a basketball documentary. And I do think you can apply it to gym and fitness stuff. So that's why I'm throwing it in this episode of the podcast. And of course, this has to be released on a Monday. So a little bit of Monday motivation, hopefully for you guys in this one. And I'm going to wrap it up on there thank you once again for listening to this episode of the podcast if you did enjoy this episode of the podcast let me know uh, email me sean at coachseanc.com drop me a dm on instagram at coach underscore sean c even let me know on facebook just let us know what you think of this episode of the podcast hopefully you guys enjoyed it if there's anything you want me to touch on in particular let me know on that one as well and that's all i got to say thank you once again for listening to this, this week's episode of the coach on fitness podcast take care